The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, to join us as we talk about the sport of kings. I was just talking with my man online, the man that makes the show go on, Travis. He's got a big show tonight. He's playing bass, a little punk scene tonight, a little rockability. Jeezel. Man, I'm telling you what, this guy's well-versed and makes it all happen for winning ponies. Thanks, my good man, Travis. little weekly update for winning ponies, that is. Weekly update of the winning ponies exotics. There are no to keep track of as of today, as in each and every week. $8.9 million in growing on the exotic notes. That's incredible. That's, that's exact as tries all the Agimbos. It's never too late to get on board, so be sure to check out the site. I can't say that enough. So be sure to check out the site and see the ease of use. A little quick reminder about the sheets. we got an online tote board. I like that. I, I like that a whole lot. That way I can kind of check it out. I'm just not looking at one. Just not looking at one. You know, I'm kind of looking at many, like I am right now. I'm looking at Fairplex. Prescott Turfway, and and I'm kind of keeping track. Just to, even as we're doing this, I'm still kind of keeping track by watching what's happening in the world of racing. Love it. So I ex- I expect you to be doing the same when you actually check out our sheets. The online tote board makes it available and easy to watch and understand what is happening at all the other tracks here. Like four minutes to the seventh race of Prescott, you'd see six to five on a tractor ride. Now, if you actually pulled that up, you'd be seeing that. Your account tab, which shows how many winning credits. So winning credit is what is necessary. X amount of winning credits, depending on which track you have, allows you to purchase a card. Remember, you don't have to use them in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Use them when you are ready to fire. We are there for you. A results tab for complete payoffs. I like that. Help for many questions that you may have. Always like to hear that. Contact, very most important point here how to reach us, and how we want to hear from you. We're not going to dodge you. We want to hear from you. Drop us, a, drop us an email, leave us a voicemail, or talk to someone in person. Contact, very importantly, recent biggins. Not only, we're not bragging here. We just want you to jump on board. We want to show you, actually, it's valid. It's out there. Exotic predictions, winning percentage, carryover watches, original blogs, and all the racing news from around the globe. One stop. And we can get you into the game when you are ready. So what are you waiting for? That's www.winningponies.com. And for those that are on board, and for those that are about to join, testimonials. Many are rolling in. All you have to do is send in one and receive a great-looking fedora. That's a ball cap, that is. 
So it is easy. Just let us know how you're doing, and you will be styling. Always good to hear from you. That's on the testimonial section. Once you take a look at the site, you'll see that as well. What is happening tonight? What is happening? Oh, so important. Each and every week, a whole lot of fun. Recap of last week's races. We're going to talk about some biggins. And we are not bragging when we're talking about biggins. We're talking about the plays, the money that we had, and hopefully you did as well. When I say we had, I might have them. Someone else might have them. Someone else might have them. Sometimes we all have them. Sometimes we pull the, the resources together, which is the jack, the cash, the cabbage, and we make it go down. It's a little big in recap. Always good to hear. News and stories from the world of racing. A lot of exciting stuff out there. Good stuff. This week's special guest, and we have one every, each and every week, and that's, that's really exclusive to winning ponies. whole lot of fun there. It's Daily Racing Forum columnist and handicapper Marty McGee. Good guy in racing. Good family. This guy's a whole lot of fun. I, I really like Marty. I've known him for years and uh, good handicapper. This week's Kentucky Cup week. You'll see him riding in the Daily Racing Forum, uh, mainly on the Kentucky scene. Uh, you'll see him on a Florida. But you know what? I'm going to let Marty talk more about that. Who better than the professional himself? Then you're going to do some final furlong handicapping. And what that means is you're going to be handicapping with yours truly. And I absolutely love it because I don't spend 15 seconds. I don't spend 15 minutes. I spend a couple of hours on the eight or nine races that we're actually going to chew up, digest, we're going to spit it out, and we are going to spit it back in the form of making some big bread. But before we do that, let's recap last week's races here. Belmont Park, the Futurity on September 8th is a grade two event, seven on the dirt, seven panels, that is. $250,000 up for grabs, guaranteed. Winner, the Funny Bone, Edgar Prado in the Irons, winning by four and three-quarter lengths. Three, three wide and drew away, paying $2.90 to win. Okay, it's a chalk, fest, chalk festival playoff there, buddy. I mean, but what are you going to do? Throw it away? The Funny Bone just looked like... This looked like the, the hard-cold two-year-old to beat there for Dick Dutrow. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, Edgar Prado just, just was aboard for the ride there. The funny bone wanted to watch. A very nice two-year-old. Then the matron stakes grade two for two-year-old Phillies. Awesome Maria Cornelio Velasquez between the ears. Winning by two and three-quarter lengths, paying $9.50 to win. Thank goodness for that nickel breakage in New York. Stanley Huff, very nice trainer. Also, Maria bumped at the start, pressed the pace, and drew clear in the late stages. Very nice. Kentucky Cup Turf Dash. Kentucky Downs, the undulating European turf course, where I will be playing in a handicapping contest this Saturday. Leaving tomorrow. Don't tell the boss. Going to have a little meeting. We're going down there. We're going to have a whole good time. Lit them up last week in Kentucky Downs. I gave this one out, and if you go back and listen to podcast, you hear it. Fort Prado, Eduardo Perez in the Irons wins by a sweet little head, splitting horses in time, paying thirteen sixty for Team Chris Block. They just left the gate for Presque Isle. Wow. Love the action. Action both ways. You're hearing it, I'm seeing it, and it's just getting me in the action for this weekend. Kentucky Downs, race number 13 from September 19th. Kentucky Cup Turf Stakes, mile and a half on the undulating European turf course. Winner, I gave this one out as well. Not patting myself on the back, I'm just hoping you caught it. My girl, Rosemary Homeister. 
riding Cloudy's Night, winning by two and a half lengths. Split horses and clear. This gal can ride. Second all-time leading female rider for Jonathan Shepard, well-known turf trainer indeed. Then we go up to Woodbine, September 19th, race number eight. The summer stakes a grade three a mile on the turf, $300,000 up for grabs. I don't know how that uh, translates into Canadian money, maybe shekels or, or duples or something like that, but either which way, a whole lot of dough. Oh, I can tell you exactly. In U.S. money, it's $286,891. Didn't know I was that sweet with the math. Actually, it's just 180000 Bridgetown, Robert Landry aboard. Wins by a length and a half. Broke outward. Ridden now paying 1080 for Kenny McPeak. Bloodstock agent, trainer extraordinaire. Brazilian specialties. Everything in between. September 20th, race number four, the Canadian stakes a grade two, a mile and eighth on the turf. It would bind $300,000 guaranteed. Let's see if you paid attention. How much is it? Actually, it's $180,000 in the U.S. It's $168,318. I know. I'm just reading it right here. Wasn't going to fool you with my math there. Princess Haya, Rafael Bejarano, the masked man back in the saddle, winning by a, a dirty nose, paying $32.10 to win for Michael Matz. What a team indeed. Woodbine, September 20th, race number eight, the Northern Dancer Turf Stakes. A mile and a half on the turf. Sweet. A lot of action here. A lot of action here. And I'm still crying. Champelizet should have won. Closed off and checked during the stretch. Marshside was the winner. Now pay attention here. Marshside wins with Javier Castellano. DQ'd. Up goes the eight, just as well as Julian Le Peru to win. Blocked, who was also blocked, bumped around. Wijano runs third with Andres Stark. And Champ Elysee, Garrett Gomez, is a playback. Just as well paying 880 to win for Neil Drysdale. Excuse me, Jonathan Shepard. Neil Drysdale trained Marseille, but Jonathan Shepard won. Incredible. Turf trainer indeed. Woodbine, grade one, a mile on the turf. A million bones up for grabs. Ventura, Garrett Gomez, in the saddle, wins by a strong length, charged to the lead in the stretch. And this mare wins, paying $6.20 for Bobby Frankel for Judmont Farms. That gets you caught up from last week. So now you know what is happening. Then we're going to talk a little biggins. Then we're going to go out to a break. And when we return, that's when we're going to be having our special guest of the week. And I know he's on hold because I know he's done his homework, and that's Mr. Marty McGee, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned. But before we hit that, we're going to hit some biggins. On Friday, September 18th, 134 total biggins. Leading the pack was Calder, race number five. Superfecta key, 11,525 even. I don't think I could do work that good. Maybe Marty can. Saturday, September 19th, 177 total biggins. Emerald Downs from Washington, race number six. A Superfecta, 7,735.20. Sweet indeed, if I say so myself. September 20th, on a Sunday, 131 total biggins. See if I can get this right. Cinnaboye, Downs, race number nine. Superfecta box, 5,714.60. Got to like that. Monday, September 7th, September 21st, on a Monday. Remington, race seven. Superfecta, 7,272.20. They are not boxed into one circuit race or part of the country. Winning ponies 
extends above and beyond. Tuesday, September 22nd, 51 total biggins. Thistle down, race number six, Northern Ohio, Cleveland, now owned by Harris. Superfecta, 7,421.40. Good shooting there. Wednesday, September 23rd, 43 total biggins. Turfway Park, sweet home Turfway Park, Florence, Kentucky. Race number three is Superfecta Key, 7,640.280. And then, then. Thursday, September 24th, 70 total biggins. Hoosier Park races one through four, pick four, 5,948.20. And the races are still going on. I'm sitting here watching right next. Right now, Fairplex race number 11. They're on the track. It looks beautiful there. You got to love it because I do. Not because I do. You got to love it because it's racing. And it's still going on no matter where you are at. Well, it is time to head out to our first break when we return. It's our second segment, and that only means one thing. Special guest of the week, and this week is no different, as Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have on Mr. Marty McGee from the Daily Racing Forum. You're definitely going to want to hear what this gent has to say, but you're going to only hear it if you stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out. Almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks. Almost volunteered. But as anyone knows, when it comes to giving, almost doesn't count. Don't almost give. Give. Give of your time, your money, your kindness. To find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. 
Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. This is our second segment each and every week. We have on a special guest in Winning Ponies is pleased and honored to have on Handicapper, national columnist, and one of the good guys in racing from the Daily Racing Forum, Mr. Marty McGee. Marty, are you there? What's going on there, Eddie? Hey, thanks for taking the time to call in, my friend. I really appreciate it. Appreciate all the compliments you just gave me. Thank you. Well, it was the, you know, the checks in the mail, as they say, but uh, <laughs> the, the truth doesn't hurt, as Mom used to tell me. Hey, thanks again, and uh, I know it's a busy time for you. Uh, we got the, the Kentucky Cup Day of Champions actually coming up this Saturday. Yeah, we do, and, and one of the unfortunate things, and, and really kind of illustrating the, the plight of Kentucky racing, Ed, is that the way the purses have kind of gone down on this series. You know, uh, Steve Chris wrote a story, I think it's going to appear in our Saturday editions, uh, of the racing forum, talking about how nine years ago, um, four or five of the Kentucky Cup races were worth a total of a million dollars. So on Saturday, we were down to three races worth a total of 400000 Uh We've really only got one viable Breeders' Cup uh, contender in, in any of the races, and that would be hold me back, the favorite for the Classic. But, uh, you know, we've been beating this drum here in Kentucky, and saying that we're falling behind uh, states like Indiana and West Virginia and Iowa and Delaware and blah, 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 and Illinois and all of them, uh, just because although we were clearly at the forefront of the, of the uh, national picture in terms of racing, uh, we don't have the slots-fueled purses that these other uh, places do, and that's quite unfortunate. But in any event, uh, life goes on, the racing's going to go on, and we are going to have uh, three races three uh, Kentucky Cup races at Turfway Park on Saturday. We're really looking forward to it. And for those that are watching the Weather Channel or looking abound, there's some heavy rains, but it is poly track in northern Kentucky. We've had heavy rains off and on. Uh, Marty, and it's also commingled with Kentucky Downs, which I think is probably going to take a little bit of effect, maybe a whole lot of effect on the undulating turf course there. Yeah, uh, we're going to intersperse, I think, six races with 16, uh, excuse me, with 10 at Turfway to make a total of 16. So it's going to be a, uh, you know, kind of dig in and, and get ready for, for Saturday. Um, but they had, they were going to maybe add even another race at Kentucky Downs where they stayed on it. I guess 16 and a half was the overrider because Rick Lee told me uh, 17 was just too much. So, <laughs> so they're going to have 16 uh, on, on, uh, on Saturday, because of course they they canceled three races for a soft spot on the turf course on Monday at Kentucky Downs down there in Franklin, 
Uh, but anyway, they're going to add those three back on the following Monday, uh, the 28th, and they're going to run 12 races on on uh, on Monday at Kentucky Downs to close out their four-day meet there. friend of mine, uh, we used to get on for the uh, final final day of Keeneland, and then we'd catch the entire Carter Red Mile. We used to call it the Man's Day. I think that will uh, actually fit into that when you actually move those three races over there. It's, uh, it's, it's for the hardy horse player. It's, it's not for the casual. I think I'll just go out and watch the ponies romp a little bit. It's, it's actually for the gamers, and for those that actually have not ever been down, it is a beautiful location. It really is. Uh, and, you know, they got the simulcast of the whole nine yards. You know, that, that takes me back to my Maryland days where you're talking about I would either – Go to Pimlico or Laurel, and then go to Charlestown at night, or up to Penn National, or <laughs> even to Garden State back when they were running. And you know, way back in the early, late seventies, maybe the early eighties, they actually ran double headers at Turfway Park when they were trying to make up for their inevitable cancellations. And they would run Saturdays. I think they'd run nineteen or twenty races, run some in the in the afternoon, then wait a little bit, and then run some at night. So, um, you know, that again is for the hale and hardy horse player. It is a constant IV of action, and we, and we just couldn't get enough in the early days, but hopefully now we've kind of throttled it down and uh, enjoy it. At least I'm trying. I, I have to say I am trying my daggoneness. Marty, you, uh, you, you're very lucky with having one of the, most, the best kept secrets with your brother Paul, who's a very consistent year-to-year trainer. And you also have a brother-in-law, Ron Ellis, in Southern California, doing uh, quite well. Racing runs deep in your family's blood. Can you refresh our listeners' memories just on uh, the, the McGee family and uh, everyone involved because it's not a short list? Well, I appreciate you saying all that, Ed. Um, my dad, Jim McGee, who just died in January of 08, uh, he brought us up uh, here in Louisville, where I am right now, it's where I grew up. Uh, I lived out of town quite a bit, but I'm back here in my hometown now. I have been since 94. Uh, but anyway, my dad um, would take me and my brother Paul to the races at Churchill Downs and sometimes at Keeneland, even sometimes at Turfway Park. I remember uh, making that long drive up 71 to go up there. But uh, uh, any, in any event, my sister Amy uh, married Ron Ellis, who, as a matter of fact, I'm watching TVG right now, and Ron's one of the commentators on, as we speak, on, on TV <laughs> at Fairplex. And then my brother Paul uh, has been training for, I guess, more than 20 years now, worked for a number of trainers he went out on his own, but in the meantime, he got a degree in, uh, in chemistry from Bellarmine University, it was in Bellarmine College in Louisville, and uh, I got a journalism degree from the U- University of Kentucky in 1982, and started writing about horse racing in 1985 for the Baltimore Sun, worked there for seven years, and then the forum hired me, did a racing forum in 1992, and I've been with them ever since, I've been lucky to, to, to have been with them. So... Um, Got that. My brother, he's a real, real hard worker. Uh, I looked up his stats the other day, and he had an amazing, like you said, he was very consistent. He's winning right about 19 or 20 percent for his whole life. Uh, this year has been one of the, the first down year he's had in about 15 years. Otherwise, he's won right about 50 races every year. So um, he's got a horse in the uh, Kentucky Cup Classic, actually the second choice uh, to hold me back, a horse by the name of Dubious Miss. Uh, who's going to run in the Classic on Saturday at Turfway, and uh, I think he's hoping to get lucky with him. Calvin Burrell, by the way, is 5-for-5 five five on Dubious Miss Lifetime, so Paul's trying to do some good, good with him. But in any event, uh, to get back to your original question, uh, there were four of us, McGeek. Uh, my sister Susan uh, actually worked at Del Mar at Hollywood Park as a, um, in the Turf Club and, and, and some other capacities. 
then brother Paul, my brother Paul, who's a trainer, and then my sister Amy. Uh, they've lived in California for more than 20 years, married to Ron. They have three kids. You might have even seen their daughter, Elizabeth. She's uh, she's Joe Talamo's girlfriend, and so uh, my daughters, my two daughters, they love watching Joe Talamo on the <laughs> jockey show on Animal Planet. So, any any event, there's a, there's never a lack of uh, activity and, and goings on with us, and uh, you know it, it's a great business. We all love it. Uh, wouldn't be in it unless we did, and uh, you know just feel very fortunate to, to be able. I, whenever my boss, uh, Rich Rosenbush from the Forum, calls me and says how you doing or or what's going on, I just tell him I'm in the top one percentile of people who enjoy their jobs. So uh, I get to write about horse racing pretty much every day of my life, and it's. Uh, been doing it for almost 25 years now and, and really feel fortunate to be doing so. Well, hearing you and watching Paul and seeing Ron Playa's trade and your sisters uh, and everyone and the impact you've had in racing, mom and dad would surely be proud of uh, other babies here and, uh, and how, they, how they've actually made an impact on racing and a very positive one indeed. Marty, I, I was reading one of your – I catch all – all, all of your articles in the forum here about uh, Francesca Torres, and it's in actually Friday's edition. Can you kind of encapsulate that and kind of bring everybody up to speed on that? Well, Cisco used to ride a lot for my brother in the, in the mid to late 90s, and uh, Cisco had some well-documented uh, troubles with uh, substance abuse. And then Churchill Downs in the, at the 2000 fall meet just pretty much ruled him off and didn't, you know, pr- just pr- proprietary prerogative, uh, it was well within the right to say, look, uh, we don't want you around. And it's been almost nine years now, and Cisco finally uh, has gotten a handle on, actually quite a while back, he got a handle on his on his problems. He's 40 years old now. He's a, he's a mature man, and uh, he's actually been riding at Louisiana Downs and doing well there. And uh, in any event, on Tuesday, he's going to be reinstated uh, by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission for a jockey's license in, in Kentucky. So, uh, beginning with the, the start of the Keeneland meet on October 9th, uh, Francisco Torres will be back in action here in Kentucky, and we're going to welcome him back. Oh, I cannot wait. I, I, I hate to make it sound so small. I cashed more tickets, and I'm looking it, right above my bar as he's crossing the line on Globalize. And and I and Skip Dixon gave me that it is beautiful, and I actually remember Cisco as he's raising his right hand. I am so glad that the Kentucky Racing Commission actually is giving a man a second chance. There's another gent who's kind of fighting some personal demons, uh, Miguel Mena, right now. Yeah, that's true. Miguel, they had uh, they had a hearing before the licensing review committee of the commission on Tuesday also, uh, and he had an unfortunate incident here earlier in the month, and uh, he's trying to get past that. And uh, it's been it's been written in a number of publications, including ours, that. Uh, you know, he's just trying to overcome some some personal demons, as you as you call them. And uh, you know, I was actually covering the West Virginia Derby on the first of August uh, uh, at Mountaineer Park when the news came that Miguel had not made his uh, morning flight from Saratoga into Pittsburgh. And I I just thought, uh oh, uh, Miguel, you're really messing up. And of course, as luck would have it, the bad luck would have it for him, his scheduled mount. Soul Warrior won the race, defeated uh, Big Drama and Mind That Bird in, the, in the, that memorable running of the West Virginia Derby, and uh, it was just highly unfortunate for him. I know he's kicking himself in the butt to this minute for doing that, but uh, you know all I can do is pick up, and, uh, try and move on, and you know put that behind him. 
Well, he's going to pick his head up. He's very talented. Both riders, indeed, are, are incredibly talented, uh, and, and I believe we're great to see them on the Kentucky circuit. Makes it all that much more exciting, uh, no matter where they're actually playing their trade. Marty, as you made mention, we have 16 beautiful races in the state of or the Commonwealth of Kentucky, I should say. And uh, this is the 16th running of the Kentucky Cup Day of Champions. And we start with race number 10. And I know you've done a probably a fair shape of handicapping of just getting, uh, if not not your final analysis, I know that you've uh, you've got a a bead on uh, race number 10. That is the Kentucky Distaff, the Grade Three, starting it off. Yeah, if you pick up the Saturday editions, Eddie, of the uh, of the racing form, you'll see that I wrote about Bear now in that race. She was a dominant winner of this race last year at six to five, and uh, Mike Pataglia has listed her as a seven to five favorite in a field of ten fillies and mares this year in the Grade Three Test Staff. I think she'll probably be a little bit lower than that, maybe even money or so. And Al Stahl, who assumed her training. Shortly after the Breeders' Cup last year, after she was bought for 950000 at the uh, Facing Tits in Kentucky sales in November, uh, he's kind of at a loss to explain why she has not won in, in her five starts for him. But nonetheless, uh, as I wrote, he, Al says that she's classy, she's sound, she's consistent, and I think she does have the ability and, and the wherewithal to defeat this, this field. I, I would definitely think that Bear Niles is going to be the, the horse to beat in the, in the dispatch. One for one in Turfway and 13 for, for 14 on the all-weather. And, and Al Stahl is a 52% man in the money. I mean, you can't slide him in any way, shape, or form. Robbie Alvarado staying aboard this speedy mare of Tis now. And uh, actually, Reed Baker uh, had the beat on her. But, uh, you know, maybe it takes a little time for Al Stahl to kind of figure her out. Uh, they can be a complex animal. They thought enough to spend $950,000. So uh, I'm sure they have some promise there indeed. Well, Al, Al also mentioned that she did run third behind informed decision and Ventura uh, in the Madison in April. So I think that's pretty much indicative of, of her abilities on the poly track. So, uh, you know, I think Al's going in this race with a lot of confidence. Well, I would, uh, I, I can't, uh, can't speak for the man, but I would feel like I've got both guns locked and loaded if I were uh, Mr. Stahl. On to race number 12, it is the six furlong Kentucky Cup Sprint is a grade three event. Going to go six furlongs, Marty. Your selections and your thoughts. I thought this was really, really a good race. I mean, I even like a horse in here that, in a field of 11 three-year-olds. And by the way, this race of Sprint is a perennial overachiever. It's produced a number of starters for the Breeders' Cup Sprint. I don't know if it's good enough or deep enough this year Ed, to do so uh, for, the, for the November 7th Sprint out at at uh, Santa Anita, but nonetheless, on its own, it is a terrific race. Uh, I even like a horse in here by the name of His Greatness. On the outside, he'll probably be about 30-1, to 1, but he's been running real well up at, up in Chicago, and I just think the fact that he's the longest shot in the race is indicative of how deep this race is. You've got a 3-1 to one favorite in Guam Typhoon, but he's never run on the poly. Uh, he's backing down from, from root dirt uh, stakes at Saratoga, uh, there's all kinds of options in this race. I think probably, you know, I, th- I think I might have made big push my pick in the paper or maybe even uh, Brass Bay. I don't know. There's all kinds of options in this race. And as opposed to where I thought Bear Now was a single for my multi-race wagers in the distaff in the 10th, I think the 12th is way wide open and you really need to spread in this race. 
spread and maybe a nice big exacto box with some of the others. Uh, it, it one that kind of caught my eye is, uh, is actually I, li- I like your runner from the outside is uh, part, of a, part of a nice little dollar eat. But I liked uh, Heart of a King with John Cord for, uh, uh, for Michael Pino there, one for one at Turfway, and actually six for seven on the all-weather. Kind of caught my eye a little bit. Yeah, I know that John Court's agent, Tony King, a good friend of mine, really likes that horse. And Byron King, for the form, he picks Jiu-Jitsu Jacks. Uh, poor Michael Taylor has to say that real fast on Saturday. <laughs> he's, he's number three. He's 10-1 to one with Miguel Mano on him. Uh, you got Gomez, by the way. Gary Gomez, the two-time Eclipse Award-winning jockey, coming in for the series. He's on number one. El Brujo, a Canadian shipper for Malcolm Pierce. Again, all kinds of viable options in this race of sprint. So if you're playing multi-gimmicks there, you're hearing it right here from Marty McGee. Don't be afraid to push the all button or at least bet three or four, maybe five. And maybe the all button is a great uh, great example here, especially when he calls out a 30-to-1 shot. Marty, race number 13, a mile and an eighth, the Kentucky Cup Classic, a great two event. Uh, as you said, uh, the purse has been chopped back, but it's it's not because the Turfways want to or desire. It's, it's the economic climate of, uh, of racing and what we've been reduced to for now. And I optimistically say for now, because I believe that we will return to greatness, your feelings on the Kentucky Cup Classic. Well, uh, my brother has the outside horse that I talked about, Dubious Miss, number nine in the field of nine with Calvin Brothers, seven to two, morning line second choice. Uh, but I, I really think he's going to have, have a hard time containing the favorite. I mean, I just don't – hold me back – He's a, he's a three-year-old who's I think has really gotten good. I know that Elliot Walden, the racing manager for the owner at Windstar Farm, is pretty confident in this horse. Uh, three-year-olds have a history of doing well in this race. We had uh, uh, Tabasco Cat win it back in '94. Thunder Gulch won it in '95. Of course, they were absolute standouts uh, in the three-year-old divisions back then. It's just I really think that uh, for the sake of Turfway, uh, the it would be good to see them have their lanes in winter, come back and win the Kentucky Cup Classic, and then proceed on to the Breeders' Cup. The six-week time uh, difference between the Kentucky Cup Classic and the Breeders' Cup, I think, is ideal for certain horses. I know that Billy Mott, the Hall of Fame trainer, hold me back, and, and Elliot Walden think that that's a, that's a good spacing of the races. He's well drawn to the two-hole with the red hot, as always, Julian Leperu riding. Mike Battaglia's listed holding back at seven to five. I think three to five is more like it because, uh, uh, you know, he just looks too good in here and uh, he's just kind of the class of the race. So, um, no surprises here for me, Eddie. I'm going to go with the cold two nine. Hold me back over my brother's horse, Dubious Miss. Actually, I'm not saying it because it is your brother, but. I do like Hold Me Back as my top runner. Billy Mott said, uh, saying it plain, said it plain and simple right at the lane's end. I've got one heck of a poly runner here. We've got a three-year-old Cole by Giants Causeway, one for one at Turfway, four for four on the all-weather. Third start off of a layoff, which is usually an old-time gambler's angle here. But if you take a look at that last race, the Travers proved his versatility by the slop in the Travers running second against Summerbird. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's been keeping some terrific company, and you know, Elliot and and Billy Mott think this horse can run on pretty much any kind of uh, surface. And as a matter of fact, Elliot told me the other day that people thought we were crazy for running him in the Travers on the dirt, but he he did redeem us. Uh, he did show us that he could run on that. So they're going to run this horse as a four year old, and they're looking forward to running him in the Breeders' Cup, and then 
quite possibly regrouping him for a, for a four-year-old campaign during which he can run on the poly, he can run on the dirt, or he can even run on the grass, too. You know, I looked at dubious miss right underneath. I was right with you with Hold Me Back, and I believe three to five will be a kind estimate there. But I looked at dubious miss. Something that caught, me, uh, caught my eye here, and, you know, I don't think that I'm reaching too far, but it seems like any changeup in this five-year-old gelding by Edubai has worked in his favor. If you go back to April 20th at Keeneland over the poly and then comes back to the dirt and wins, last time out it was over the – the, uh, the all-weather surface at Arlington Park went a mile and three-sixteenths, now cutting back to a mile and an eighth, and had a very solid work at Churchill Downs. I think that uh, Dubious Miss, uh, Brother Paul might have something right up his sleeve here, and I'd love to see uh, see the stretch run come right down, ding-donging back at it. But I know Turfway Park would be rooting very, very stoutly for holding me back, but uh, I'm not discounting Dubious Miss and, uh, and Paul McGee here, buddy. Yeah, you know, he's run some big races. He got a 105 buyer in, in a, uh, April of 08 victory at Keeneland on, on their poly. Uh, he got a, uh, another triple-digit figure buyer, uh, three back at Churchill. And he's run some good races. He can throw out his two-back race on, on West Virginia Derby Day at Mountaineer. My brother said he ran him in some kind of pads, some kind of pads underneath his horseshoes that the horse clearly didn't like, and he was virtually easing that race. So put a line through that, and the horse has been extremely consistent and, uh, you know, feathering my brother's cap in terms of how well he's managed him. And, um, you know, this horse likes to run. He likes to win. And it would not surprise me or pretty much anybody else if he did pull what would be a mild upset of Hold Me Back. But, uh, again, I think Hold Me Back, if he, if he runs his race, and I think his class might come through, he's going to be real tough to handle on Saturday. I think he is going to be a bit of a monster. And, you know, you were talking about Paul uh, just having just a, an average year at best. He's actually had four starts, and three of which have been in the money. He's winning 12% and 42% in the money. A lot of trainers out there would, uh, would uh, you know, uh, sell their shoes for some of those stats. And even even on an average year, that's, that's some daggone good shooting. Marty, on behalf of Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank you personally for taking your time to be our special guest. We wish you nothing but the best for you and yours, and we'll be seeing you definitely in the Winter Circle, my friend. All right. I'll be going to Keeneland, the Breeders' Cup, and then Churchill. Uh, call me anytime, Eddie. It's always a pleasure to be with you, buddy. Marty, thanks so much. Have a great day, and I uh, wish Paul my best. Thank you. Thank you. That's from Marty McGee from the Daily Racing Forum, handicapper columnist and one of racing's good guys. Time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be talking some news and some handicapping here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover, cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. This is Ed Meyer. I'm your host each and every week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Hope you caught the last segment. Mr. Marty McGee from the Daily Racing Forum columnist, handicapper, and a racing good guy. Marty's very energetic about the sport of racing, as is his whole family. A whole lot of fun. Ron Ellis, incredible trainer, Southern California. His brother, Paul, he called it an average year. Trust you me, just when you look away, this guy will light up the toad board. He's not just a, a snap trainer that gets one every once in a while. Paul McGee, day in and day out, is very, very solid. Marty writes some of the most insightful articles. You can tell when actually people care about the game, especially when you're reading and you're watching what they do. And uh, kudos to the McGee family there, making it a whole lot of fun. As uh, he alluded to, this is the 16th running of the Kentucky Cup Day of Champions uh, this Saturday. And the three big races, the classic grade two is for $200,000. The sprint of grade three, six furlong for $100,000. The distaff of grade three uh, for $100,000. Really, really nice. Uh, we've had some really nice runners there. Fatal Bullet, Hard Spun, Premium Tap, Roses in May, Congaree, Cajun Beat, Vindication in the Juvenile. What a race that was. Repent, Spain, Caller One. When's the Dubai Golden Shaheen? Incredible there. Point Given. Remember old Point Given? My good. Eclipse Award is the champion three-year-old male in 2001. Captain Steve, Cat Thief, Silver Charm, Re-Raise, Boston Harbor, Atticus, Thunder Gulch, Editor's Note, and the girl that caught my eye, Serena Song. Kentucky Gautea Champions has produced some runners, and I suggest that you dig down your winning ponies data and you be ready for this Saturday because it's going to be co-mingled with the Kentucky Downs card. So Turfway Park, Kentucky Downs, they're going to be mixing it up. 16 races. What more could anyone ask for? Give you a little bit of news that's going around the world of racing. Caught this from the Courier-Journal. Pine excellent rider Jenny Reese. She's probably one of the best riders, one of the truest turf riders left in the game. Little-known jockey is eighth nationally and wins. Leandro Goncaves might be the winningest jockey you've never heard of. The 27-year-old Brazilian ranks number eight in the country in victories at 204 this year, heading into Monday's Kentucky Downs card. But even his adopted hometown Louisville, horseman of that satter, who likely to respond? Who is he or even who? By that, it's changing Goncaves, who rode in Kentucky and Indiana this year, has sprinted atop the Turfway Park standings. He is doing incredibly well. And quote here by Steve Elsie, super agent, I'm going to call Steve Elsie. You talk about what they call the best-kept secret, says Elsie, who began lining up Goncalves' mount this meet. If this isn't the definition, there never was a definition. This guy is really, really good. The word's getting out. Goncalves, I keep calling Goncalves, Goncalves, is going to rise Slugovitz. The prominent Canadian for Robert uh, Roger Atfield, uh, the prominent Canadian trainer in Saturday's two hundred thousand dollars Kentucky Cup Classic, uh, Gonsalves, very very nice. And uh, there's been a little bit of a little bit of a story break on him there. Ten years old, his family abandoned him. Hardworking, good attitude, and we do nothing but wish him well. Incredible rider that is. Going to touch on ladies first, Ventura. 
wins the Woodbine Mount. She became the first female to win the Woodbine Mount in 13 years when she swept past the field on the outside post in the Woodbine Mount for a million bucks. Up for grabs. Northern Dancer Inquiry, and it goes to just well. We alluded to that when we were talking about what was actually happening in a recap of races. Northern Dancer I'm going to say it again because I'm still crying about it. Champelizet, bet back, bet back. And that is some quick news from around the nation. It is time to head to a break. When we return, we're going to do some final furlong handicapping, and I've got some winner's pick for this weekend, and you're only going to get them if you stay tuned to Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like lowest prices in town, dealer approved, certified pre-owned. Nor will we brag about our huge selection, enormous variety. We will offer no contingencies like see store for details. Legal exclusions apply. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Hi, my name is Joanne, and I have mannequinism. Well, I did have it, but I'm not a mannequin anymore. Doctors said over 75% of my body turned into plastic. They said it's because I wasn't active in my community, because I didn't vote or volunteer or I don't know. All I wanted to do was cry, but I couldn't because I had plastic eyes. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to the final furlong of Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for tuning in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. We really appreciate you being with us. And as I always say before, always check out the website. If you haven't, give it a whirl, let it be known, and take a peek. And most importantly, drop us a line there. If you have suggestions or you, you like something, you don't like something, let us know because you're the most important one we want to hear from because don't tell others, just tell us. We'll fix it or we'll keep doing more of it. If you like it. All right. I have a talking about I'm going to be playing in a little contest. I love contest play. 
It's not a braggart. It's just a guy having more fun than the law allows. Going to be playing at Kentucky Downs, located in beautiful Franklin, Kentucky. It's located right on the border. Actually, the far turn is in Kentucky. Or, or, excuse me, the far turn is in Tennessee. The rest of the track in Kentucky, kind of shaped like a like a squeezed eight, and it's really really cool. You have to check it out online to actually see how they how they uh, figured uh, this track out. It's undulating up and down hills, dales. They go into the crest of the rise, and it's a whole lot of fun. I'm hoping the rain. I know it's going to dampen things quite a bit, or I'd uh, I'd be living on the moon. But uh, hopefully they can run and uh, and get it on on that day, and and actually won't have to, you know, replay the days on another another day as Marty McGee was alluding to. Okay, that being said, I've done a little bit of handicapping here. Now, last week I tossed out some winners, and it's not about me. It's all about I hope you won. And if not, I just want to get you thinking about winning. And just remember, if you're in doubt, you can always check with Winning Ponies because they have always done their homework each and every night. Not just one track, not just one circuit, but they've got it all down, and they are ready when you are. Let's start with race number four, Kentucky Downs, a mile on the turf, maiden claiming 10,000. I like Laud and Gold here, Victor LeBron for Daniel Speedy Smithwick here. Going to go from the dirt to the turf, where Smithwick is 48% in the money. The dam of this runner was an unplaced turfer, but actually she's thrown one turf runner from two starters with one winner. Very nice indeed here. Made a middle move last time. That's something I always look for. Dropping down in class uh, three back was Maiden, uh, Maiden Allowance, and uh, Maiden claiming 16, then Maiden 10 last time out. Finished a uh, dismal third there as they took the race off of the turf. I think Lawden Gold is going to fit very nice. It's a four-year-old filly here by Flatter. I think looks really, really good. I like Lawden Gold in the fourth race at Kentucky Downs on Saturday. On to race number six. Once again, Kentucky Downs. One mile claiming $10,000 here. All the races down there are really, really cool to watch. I like bigger, badder, better. Fabio Arguello for Ken McPeak. McPeak, anything he trains, this guy is doubly, doubly dangerous. Dropping like a rock in the river. Claiming 50, in for claiming 10. Third time off of a layoff, and McPeak is 46% in the money. Down two classes, he's 53% in the money. You kind of love it all the way around. Claiming 50 was just dusted, but you go back two races ago for claiming 25, loses by a half length with Robbie Alvarado aboard. I love the third start off a layoff. I like Ken McPeak's runners. The dam of this runner, and you can bet that he did his homework there, actually or actually dropped two turf winners. Has had six starters, two winners, and a stakes winner. Six race Kentucky Downs, bigger, better, better. Seventh race, I go to Turfway Park. In the seventh race, I like instant message here. Calvin Burrell for Stephen Margolis. And uh, I like the way Calvin always rides. He's only winning 33% at, uh, at Turfway Park. Steve Margolis, he's kind of a quiet cat. He's very laid back, and he lets his training do the talking. He's had two starters, a win and a third. How can you slight that? Going to go from five and a half on the turf at Ellis Park to six furlongs. Here's something I like to watch for. When you see an equipment change and then you see a good work, you can bet they're figuring out things here. Got a two-year-old colt by Mr. Greeley. Blinkers on, taking off the turf, a slight stretch out, and had a very solid work on the 17th September at Churchill Downs, 49-1. and The 8th of 28 of that day. Wasn't a bullet, but I'm going to tell you what, I think instant message might be instantly getting a little, little bit better there. 
In the ninth race of Turfway, I'm, I'm just going to let it be known here for uh, good ending. And uh, good ending, as Juan Enriquez and Eric Reed, they team up together. Both are turf tortures. And I'm telling you what, Eric Reed was one of our guests uh, on here some weeks back. And uh, Juan Enriquez, they team up. Third off the layoff. I love good ending in the ninth at Kentucky Downs. Tenth race, as uh, Marty and I were talking about, uh, I, I, I really I can't get away from it. I, I just can't get away from Bear now, and I'll just say ditto to what Marty and I were talking about earlier. That is the tenth race. I love Bear now at Turfway Park. On to race number 12, that is the Kentucky Cup Sprint. And as Marty was saying, it's anybody's race there. But I keep coming back to uh, Heart of a King, uh, John Court for Michael Pino there, and even touched on that in the Kentucky Cup Sprint at Grade 3. Heart of a King might be have a heart of a lion. The 13th race is a mile and eight Kentucky Cup Classic Grade 2 event. Hold me back, Julian Lepreau looks like the three-year-old Colt to beat here, and as he said, three-year-olds have done very, very well against older here. I'm going to use his little brother Paul in there with Dubia Miss for the second-place runner there. And that is in the Kentucky Cup Classic Race 13 at Turfway Park. Race 16, Kentucky Downs Maiden, 25,000 over the weeds. I'm going to go right to the rail with Duquesne. Todd Pletcher down there with Orlando Mojica. They have teamed up. They're winning 57% together, 71% in the money. I love Duquesne in the 16th race at Kentucky Downs. You've got to love that. Second start off a layoff. The more I look, the more I'm liking it. Can I bet now and lock in? I like Orlando Mojica. This guy's winning 20% this year, 51% in the money. Pletcher, heck, he's not doing too bad at Kentucky Downs. He's winning 67%. you got to love it after shipping in from California. And then we're going to go to Belmont. We're going to talk about a couple of them real quick here. Race number two at Belmont on Saturday in the second race. I like the two. That is Power Blast Alan Garcia for Linda Rice. Female trainer extraordinaire, and she's beating the boys, and she's going to do it again with Power Blast in the second race at Belmont on Saturday. Race number three, it yields me up, and I like future prospect, a speedy, speedy five-year-old son, Rajiv Maraz on future prospect for Mike Maker. Going to go a mile and an eighth back to a mile and sixteenth. Heavily bet last time out. That is in the third race, future prospect, bet early and bet often. And then in the ninth race at Belmont Park here, now this is a nice race to watch. A four-year-old filly by the name of Indian Blessing, who is four for four at Belmont in the money. I think you've got to love that there. One for one at the distance. Second time off of a layoff, and Bob Baffert wins 29% of the time. A beaten favorite last time out. He wins 27% of the time coming back. Going to go from seven to six and a half. These are the angles that you definitely want to look for. If you took a look at the blogs, any of these key changes, that means they're trying to figure out exactly what they got. Indian blessing, you've got my blessing, because, girl, I'm going to use you in the pick fours, pick threes, and get you good. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Winning Ponies would like to thank our special guest, Marty McGee, for his time, and you for tuning in. Until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.